Jennifer Aniston, Roman what? Polanski, J-Lo, Nicole Scherzinger, Margaret Thatcher, J.K. Rowling, Woody Allen. Right, okay. Whoopi Goldberg. Good one. Diego Maradona. That's fine. This is out of your league. John Wilkin. Mark, Wil- uh, Mark Wilkin. <laughs> that would be really <laughs> weird. How weird would that be? Oh. Is that? We'll talk about that another time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's your name? Matt Flan. Mark Flan. Matt, Matt Flanagan. Flan again. Yeah. Uh, what do they all have in common? What do all those people have in common? Very well known. Without looking at my notes. Um, uh, well, just like our guest, they're all five <laughs> foot five. <laughs> and pocket dynamite, but none of those fucking idiots have eight grand final rings, nor have they won three World Cup challenges and two Challenge Cups. On the podcast this week, ladies and gentlemen, so excited to have Mr. Robert Jeffrey <sighs> Burrow. Jeffrey, yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. the full the full yeah, title, the Rob. The full <laughs> title, yeah. Robert. So good to see you. Um, and look, I guess you you're probably sick, or or tell me if I'm wrong. Sick of people saying, "How are you?" <laughs> no, I mean. It's- the response has been great, so overwhelmed by how much people are offering to help. So I feel good. Um, sound like Stephen Hawking, but <laughs> other than that, mate, mate, he's a great man. Yeah, yeah, he won. He lived forever, he? so um, I feel really good. Yeah. You know, apart from the voice, I'm, I'm doing all right. Well, look, that's the first thing people will notice, especially you know if they're sitting in the car and listening to this, and, and because you look fantastic, you know, you, you're looking, you're looking good, you're looking healthy. Yeah. Um, but that for you is that is that the frustration because everything else is absolutely fine mm. for you. Feel great. You're not in pain. Yeah. No, um, I talk a lot as well, so uh, quite easy. So I to now talk makes it. What I miss is the quick response during banter. Mm. I can't do it now. But your brain's still yeah, coming up I with those. It, yeah, I yeah. I can't get out. By the time so. you think of it, someone else has stolen it. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, the moment's gone. I knew so that. <laughs> that was mine. I had it yeah. up there. Um, I, I mean. You know, just listening to you there, is it is it exhausting for you to talk after a while? I mean, does it like little things like the first come into my head? Does it is it struggling to eat because it's the muscles around your, mm. your throat which are going first, isn't it? Yeah, no, uh, no problem eating or drinking. That may change over time, but no, it's that hard work. Probably like twice as much energy trying to speak. Yeah. So really weird, mate. I feel I'm. You know, I'm gonna talk fine. It just doesn't come out. Well, mate, you're talking fine. We can understand exactly what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, but that's the interesting thing, isn't it? That the first mm. sort of point of communication with someone is, is your is your voice. Yeah. So um, I was speaking to Brad Singleton, saying he's, you, you were texting him and yeah. stuff, and that that that's all really not. You know, as in that would still be as you would communicate all the time, wouldn't mm. it? But face to face, the 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 speech is obviously it's a, it's a big. It's a huge thing for everybody, isn't it? But, yeah, but, it's, and obviously the way we communicate, but text message, I'll, I reckon uh, on my own in banter, yeah. you know, quick text, <laughs> but they're speaking, I'm way behind. <laughs> I'm way behind. I mean, Rob, you got diagnosed, um, I mean, not that long ago. It was just before yeah, Christmas, well. wasn't it? Yeah. Um, what's been in, bearing in mind we're in February now, what, what's been the biggest thing that you've had to adjust to and adapt to so far? Oh, lots of things really. Um, telling the kids were probably the hardest bit. Um, 
obviously coaching. Mm. I still do that. You still so leads reserve. You can imagine how that must be. You know, to the place part time, which obviously suits me great. But um, I think the old life has changed. You know, my plans for the future completely. You know, changed. I want to be a coach. Obviously, that's not going to happen. So my immediate focus is just being well for as long as I can. You know before things slow down so I'm really positive and you know really optimistic about all. Well, well you touched on it there Rob I wasn't going to go in with that but you mentioned it you know telling the kids because that's been the hardest thing you've had to do and, I, and yeah. I've read and watched so much um, uh, from you over the last couple of months uh, and you said you're not afraid of dying dying doesn't bother you but what is heartbreaking for you is that you're not going to be able to watch your kids grow up yeah, and you've had to have that conversation with them. Mm. I mean, as much as you can share with us and, and everyone watching and listening, you did that around Christmas time as well. Yeah. I mean, how difficult was that to do? It was really tough about what to do before Christmas. Um, obviously, that was a great distraction. Um, but Mayor, the middle one, said, wait till it's that for it's boring. <laughs> so we all broke the ice. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. You know, the kids don't really understand, but yeah. we'll have their cracking jokes. That's, that's where I want it, you know? Yeah, and, and did you see that sinking in at all with, with any of them? And d does it need to? Because, you know, there's plenty of time no. for them to understand yeah. that, isn't there? The oldest makes it. She's onto it a little bit. Mm. She knows what it's about, but um, other than my advice, I'm, I've been normal at home, you know, so I don't think they know the true extent of it, and, you know, I'm not going to recover, and obviously they'll be we had a dad, you know, um, hopefully, you know, way down the line, but at the moment, I'm normal, apart from the voice, so whenever I'm like that, I'll think, you know, we'll get on fine. Rob, you, me you mentioned there, like, your, your mortality, like, coming face-to-face -face with yeah. your mortality, like, that's, I suppose, something that's part of the human condition, isn't it? We mm. live and, and, we, and we die. And you, you sort of, I'm not saying dismissive, but you say that you're not scared of dying, but no. how does that feel? Do you know, knowing that mm. this condition will take your life and will yeah. take your life sooner than it should yeah. is that have you not had time to process that or not is that just... really um you're right john and you know when looking like that you know you want to be 78 don't you but obviously i'm not gonna be so um whenever i feel this good i'm not really seeing that sort of place yeah, yet yeah. um i'm aware of it but whenever i'm Walking, you know, feeling myself and things like that, I don't really get to that. So I'm totally aware that at some stage things will stop and get worse. But um, I'm in the really early stages, so there's no reason why I can't live 10 years plus. So at the moment, John, I'm not really thinking that far ahead. And what are you doing in, in terms of, you know, keeping yourself as, as healthy as possible for the time being? Are you on medication? Are you still, yeah. you're still training, keeping the body active? Is, is that like worthwhile to do and, and keep, keep the body moving? 
Yeah, I'm on medication. Um, I started a few trials. Um, hopefully they're, you know, helpful. But um, the doctor said, listen to your body. So exercising is fine to do. But, like, we've never listened to push-through <laughs> barriers. Yeah, I yeah. know after, you know, when I'm tired, stop. Not carrying on like we've always. You feel you know, when you read the, the exercise bike and it says you get off if you feel dizzy or faint. Yeah, well, you actually have to do <laughs> yeah, that I will. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, do you know what? It's great. I I need to eat a high calorie diet, which is brilliant. You know, <laughs> McDonald's and whatever. They could have said, oh, not eat this, not eat this. Best diet ever. So I'm quite happy. Well, on, on the food side of it, have you? Because one of the horrible things about the the condition is you do lose weight quite rapidly. Mm. Have, you, have you noticed the weight loss? Only from not playing. Um, by nature, I'm really skinny and light. So mm. when I played, and when I was, you know, obviously still playing, weights and diet and training kept my weight up. Mm. So every preseason, like John, you, real flash. Maybe don't want to put weight on the off scene. I lost weight, so I had to get back training to put the weight back on. So um, I've only lost a bit of weight, which is probably by me not playing now. But other than that, mm. I'm eating well. Um, Rob, let's rewind a little bit because and, and go back to sort of you know the end of, of 2019. Yeah, I know that you were. Before before you'd been diagnosed, you were doing a couple of award ceremonies, and I think from what I read, um, there were a couple of words that you'd said yeah. on stage, and, and mm. I think Keith Cena picked you up you up on it. And Kev, Kev Sinfield. was it Kevin Sinfield? Yeah. Okay, sorry. And and uh, and and it was the one of the words was solicitor, and yeah. one of them was consistency. Yeah, and you hadn't clocked that, but I mean. You talk about being diagnosed yeah. early. That was the, the first yeah. start of you thinking something I might think be so, up. Yeah. Well, I was giving an award out. Um, at the, obviously, first team was mm. Academy of Player of the Year, and I couldn't say consistency. You can now. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> probably as good as that, but um, we moved out so um, in during this time, so I couldn't say solicitor mm -hmm. and I've always been a bit short term but it almost got really my voice got bad really quickly so um them two words were really hard so and, you, and did you start at this stage almost self-diagnosing yourself you started googling a little bit you knew yeah yeah, yeah. well um the weird thing was that when I got the nerve conduction test whether sit nearly in the muscle shock yeah the guys we said you think it might be a motor neuron and they said why why you saying that you've been googling we're not looking for that we're looking for something called myasthenia gravis which similar but less serious not, yeah trap my medication so at that time i thought brilliant you know they're not checking for that. Don't the old Google edits can be brain tumors, you know, when you look up. So whilst there we thought brilliant, you know, and 
after that we expected nothing major. So when I got diagnosed in the last meeting, biggest shock ever. Wow. I couldn't believe what I really... Well, take us to that moment, Rob, because you speak about it so blasé yeah. now. Mm. Because you're a tough little fucker mm. and you've cracked on with things and, you know, unbelievable respect to you and full credit to you. Mm. But at that moment, do, how, how do you take that on board so that with that the moment the words are coming out of that doctor's mouth yeah well i kind of want to this him. my voice was anything like it now um so i thought it was telling me you've got maybe something wrong there you go medication will be fine you thought it was a viral uh, infection didn't you something first. like that you know you know nothing sinister so to be told that i almost thought are you sure if you yeah. got it right on my MRI come back fine? The uh, blood over oh, fine, so only the nerve conduction test where I failed three out of four. Or so, um, but since then, I've seen the professor and the test were borderline, so really early stages. So, you know. That my youth, being young with the disease, is positive for me. The professor you saw, I think, was was Christopher McDermott. Yeah, who's a, a specialist neurologist as well. Yeah, um, and one of the things you talked about, and I know Wilco touched on it there, w was death. Mm. Inevitable for all of us. Yeah, probably sooner for you, unless I, you know, who knows? Yeah, who well, knows? What, who knows, Rob? Yeah. Um, that's a conversation which you were in, intrigued about, and mm. I know you've talked about the the process of that. Yeah, I don't want to be morbid, but the process of it being of it being peaceful. You had an in-depth mm. chat with him about how yeah. it ends. Yeah, he did. He said that you know mostly dangerously peaceful. So again, I'm, I don't mean to be tough, but yeah. I'm not bored about that. You know, you yeah. were saying, John. You yeah. know. Is that the sportsman in you? Maybe it is, mm. you know, maybe it is, but um, the hardest thing is not seeing the kids mm. grow up. That is, you know, leaving my wife behind and, you know, um, I often say, you know, my kids are the luckiest kid in the world, mm -hmm. but my wife said, well, they're not, because uh, one time the mouth had died, mm. so... Um, I'm um, <laughs> deaf, yeah, I'm not bothered about that other than, you know, hopefully I I have incentive to be here as long as I can and, you know, I'm happy to be doing things with my family along the way. Mm. Do you think your sports career, Rob, like, obviously we're... We have, you know, people who play sport for a long time, you yeah. have a similar mindset. Like, we, we sort of think differently. You've naturally got a disregard for your body anyway. Your body yeah. is becoming... Especially Rob, with his size. Yeah, no, your body becomes like a, a tool, you know, like, oh, it's almost like um, just just an accessory. It's not, yeah. you know, you don't respect it as much as you should. Mm. Um, do you think your career in sport has helped you or hindered you since you got the diagnosis? Do you think it give you tools to deal with it or do you think it's, it's you know, maybe made you a bit more blasé about the mm. mortality, you know? Well, I'm sure, hey, John, you know, God forbid any you two ever get old, but 
you know, I think the competitive insult comes out, yeah. you know. Um, so, yeah, I agree on that. Uh, those, you know, I thought is by being a rugby player a factor in where I've gone it, yeah, you know. Yeah. A lot of young people who get it are Xbox people, so whether it knocks in the head, the muscle work it to one, I'm not sure, but um, well, that, certainly... That's a, that's a really good point, Robin. Yeah. It's obviously something which you, you've got plenty of time to think about now, yeah. and, and maybe you have considered that, because, look, I mean, there are, there are millions of people who, who get this disease, uh, yeah. this condition, who haven't played sport and who haven't been concussed, but you, you took some huge hits yeah. in, in, in your time, uh, uh, an era where the shoulder charge was in, mm. which was at your head height. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, Doddy Weir took some some huge hits, the, the yeah. Rugby Union, Scotland, great. Um, Stephen Darby, I, I, I can't mm. imagine he did, but you know, the, you've been speaking to those two guys. Have you, have you even been thinking about the, the connection? Because it's so closely connected to the spinal cord yeah. and the knocks that you took. Is there something there that you, you're thinking? I mean, there has to be, although there's zero evidence of, you know, ever people showing that. Uh, so I reckon it is a factor. Um, I had loads of knocks on my head, but the uh, cat, uh, CT scan, MRI came out fine. Right. I thought something, maybe a bleed or whatever, mm. would have shown there, but... Not did so. It's mad that we don't we know so little about yeah the disease the disease yeah. like like I just can't believe like in this mm. era you know we're talking about like nanotechnology yeah. and like medicine you know stem cell research mm. and all these like lofty medical concepts but something that affects people so like well not yeah. commonly but something like this is is not understood I I just mm. can't understand but how has that been frustrating rob like about how little's known about it because if you're anything like me i like i like sort of certainty and knowing things yeah and, and detail and well, you know gosh, and yeah. all, all of that but there's not a lot of information out there as soon as i saw your diagnosis i started reading and i'm mm. like i could not believe how yeah. little information there is mm. that's right john we all did the ice bucket challenge mm. that's for als which is what the type of MND I have. Yeah. So again, we all did it, probably yeah. not knowing what, what it was for. Yeah. So um, I mean, the diagnosis, same for me and certainly for Doddy, is so vague and basically no can do for you. They go one, two years to live and that made Doddy angry. So I get that, you know, you. Basically, don't know much what time, how long you've got, why you've got it, but you have got it. There's no cure. Off you go. There's the nurse. So, you're right, John. That's mad. There's nothing about what momentum I started through Doddy. Now the rubber background, you know, has picked up. So, you know, this year is going to be a really good year for trials and medication so you know hopefully not too distant future there's something similar to it and, and, and is there some like hope with that in terms of you know like, like you just alluded to there's you know there's advanced in medical science all the time and, and you said that there's there's trials and there's there's things that, that they're trying out like recently is there anything that you kind of 
not hanging your hat on, but you kind of there's a lot of expectation, a lot of hope for kind of some of the treatments that that they're doing at the minute. Yeah, listening to Doddy, who basically better than anybody I've seen for information on it. Mm. Um, his charity alone has funded about twenty different trials this year. So has he had uh, the trials as well, Doddy? Has, um, he, has he done the medical he's trial? Gonna do everything, yeah. yeah. So um, only um, learning. Sorry, I met them last week and listened to them two while they two and three years. I learned more there than I ever learned. Mm. I'm going on a trial um, in March, but you can actually buy it online at Amazon. So, <laughs> you can buy everything from Amazon. Yeah, you know, you can. So, I'm on a trial called Tunka. D-U-D-C-A yeah. um, and it's 50-50 whether you get placebo or the drug um, two year trial a guy I met said you can buy it on Amazon so I bought <laughs> it so why risk being 50-50 yeah. you know yeah. a lot of drugs are repurposed that's something to do with liver yeah so they're trying a lot of drugs out there and showing the benefits of MND. So who knows what's out there maybe which couldn't really help. But as you said, Rob, um, because you're young still and, yeah. and, you, and your nerves are young and your young, muscles young are young. Youngish. How old are you, Rob? No, but I mean, but Rob, I'm talking young compared to people who yeah. the diagnosis yeah. age, yeah. In, you know, which is normally late forties, fifties, isn't it? No, no, it's actually sixties. Is it sixties? So the average that one two year, I don't apply to that. The uh, professor McDermott said yeah. I can't be one of them stats because I'm young and older people have degenerative nerves anyway mm -hmm. so i'm young healthy or was healthy most of my life so mm -hmm. um that's counts for a lot so that's on my side and so what you want to do with these medical trials which hopefully yeah uh, god willing that they you know can prolong your your quality of life yeah because you, you know <laughs> you mentioned stephen hawking he lived with it for 54 years Indeed, but he had uh, a time which was really slow. Yeah. Um, PLS. Okay. So he a progressive had, and, yeah, yeah. Um, that was slower. Mm. So I have ALS, which is the most common. Right. He had a type which was longer. Basically, the but if you're gonna get it, it's that type mm -hmm. he has. So. So did you ask Professor McDermott how long have I got? Yeah, he said, a bit like I said with the stats about people being older, mm -hmm. um, he said basically no reason why I can't live 10 years plus. Yeah. And um, being young, being fit, um, new technology is coming out. So um, I'm on a, a drug now called Miliazol, which is the only drug in the last 20 years so it shows how much it's been neglected but for every year on that it gives you three months so I'll live 10 years mm -hmm. it gives you 30 months 
Excellent. So. Can I ask if you if you've had any sort of deep conversations with Doddy? Because I know he's someone you have massive respect yeah. for, even before you even knew you were diagnosed. Yeah. Um, I can just imagine. I can see you two sitting there, a nice bottle of whiskey, looking yeah, over well, a, a lock. <laughs> I'm yeah, yeah. Big man, uh, well, he loves his beer, loves whiskey and red wine. He basically an opposite to me. I don't really. Oh, you drink. don't really drink, okay? Not really. But have you, have you got deep with him? Have you had some? some I've just seen Doddy Wheel lining two big whiskeys no. up and saying, "Rob, yeah. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> mate." You know, call me. I said, "Drink." They nicknamed me Two Can Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I want them. So, um, you know what? It's hard to be really deep with him. He's mm. so funny and right. humorous. So, But on, on that, Rob, like, we, you know, in, in life, you, you always want people to empathise with. You know, like, if you're playing a team sport, you empathise with your teammates, they empathise with you, and, you you know, you're at home with you, your wife... You know, she sees the world how you see it. There's empathy there with your kids. There's empathy. I'm, I'm guessing, but with something like this, Rob, somebody like Doddy is really important yeah. because he can true, truly empathise with you as much as I would like to, or maybe your wife would really like to empathise with you. Mm. She, it's difficult to do that, isn't it? Unless you've got the condition. So Doddy's right. been massive. And it doesn't yeah. have to be Doddy, does it? It could be your man on the street who's got yeah. motor neurons. And that's the big thing about, you know, speaking about it. I don't like limelight. I'm not one for going on camera, but if I don't, I feel it's opportunity missed to raise awareness. Yeah. Doddy was the same, uh, John. Um, we're kind of teammates now, you know, we lived in team sport all life, but then oh, all of us, we are teammates, so only mm. we truly know what it's like. Yeah. You, you're right, you can sympathize, but to really empathize, you got to actually live with it or talk to somebody who is dealing with it. Well, and, and look, fair play to you because your fundraising campaign is, is taking off. Yeah, what, are we, wow. what are we up to? What's the total? Get a ticker up <laughs> on the screen. Sure. <laughs> yeah, Children in sure. need style. I mean, look, yeah. it's, it's, it, it was 200,000 on the least, weekend, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, was that, it? That event, oh, on the event, yeah. yeah. So that yeah. was amazing. That's mega. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, yeah. That, what a moment. When I was nearly in tears watching that on, on telly, which was JJB's testimonial, and he yeah. decided to share it with you, being best mates. And um, uh, what a day for you at Headingley that was when, when you came on. Again, I'm not really an emotional person. You were then. <laughs> when I went on, it just moved yeah. like a book of emotion. I'm like, and we're lucky enough to play in some great games, mm. big crowds, but nothing compared to that. You know, the amount of people there, first and foremost, the atmosphere was different to anything I've played in. So... A memory I'll never ever forget. And how have Leeds been around this? Because from the outside looking in, Leeds Rhinos seems like a really fam family oriented yeah. club. You seem really close with the guys you played with and the fans and the backroom staff and the legends of the game really seem to get behind all the past players, whether it's JJ being his testimonial mm. and yeah. they probably come together a little bit more with you. How, mm. how, how has their support been these last few months? Invaluable. Uh, Kev is my boss, you know, not teammate anymore, but boss has been like 
unbelievable in his efforts. The club itself, I mean, I'm biased, but even down to the business, the stadium, it's an unbelievably successful club. So having their support and backing, along with some teammates who, you know, you'll have, you know, at Saints, whenever you've been at Solvent or whatever, you'll have mates who'll do anything for you. Yeah, and right. that's part of the rugby league community. And, and, and everyone's come out of it. I mean, Wayne Rooney's come out and supported yeah. you as well. And at your, your fundraising evening the other the other night, you had um, you know, Jason Robinson there and every, everyone who's everyone trying, trying to help. That big Sam Burgess, who was on this couch a few yeah. weeks ago, he's, he's riding a bloody bike from New York oh, to yeah. Niagara Falls for you. I can't say thank you enough, you know. No matter what I say, it don't really get the message across, you know. Now to Ricky Gervais doing that message, oh, yeah. you know. I can't believe people are wanting to go on them lamps for me. I, you know, I don't really have a massive opinion myself. We rubber league players just normal people, so when people, you know, Decide to leave a message and when Rooney got south getting there mm -hmm. night. Does that help? Does it help you when you read those messages? I mean, you, you probably haven't had time it to read does, them. Yeah, here. but um, a bit overwhelming, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, it's weird because I don't feel like I should be, you know, mixing me circle like that, but. But you're rugby um, league royalty anyway. <laughs> well, you just don't um, see it. A lot of people love rugby league, and it's a shame, you know, our game is as big as football. Mm. Everybody loves it, you know, it's everybody watching it. So, um, by that fact, it's really humbling mm. seeing people more sports certainly overnight. My cousin's got MS, and there's a lot of similarities my, yeah. with, with motor neurons, and he says that one of the things that helps him a lot is is reading people's stories mm. and people getting in touch um who've who've got the same condition as you yeah and that could that could be anyone couldn't it that could be someone who's not on instagram who's yeah. not on twitter who's just right. sitting in a little kitchen in dunster down south or something couldn't it and, and I, I imagine those might help you going forward at being able to relate to what people have been through and and to help you going forward yeah um, millions um Exaggerate, but hundreds found the email, text, tweets, all gave me advice. People who, you know, had a family member suffer, you know, the amount of people went to well is like, oh, I'm totally over battle, so. What's the least you deserve, mate? Um, well, but, I can't think of enough, yeah. you know. Do, do you, when you look at the career that you had, which is unbelievable, Unbelievable, really, wasn't it? When you think yeah, of people yeah. who just go through the, well, the, the great, the great players who go through their career don't win a single. It's easier silver or ring for the Rob doesn't talk about himself because I, I know it's hard to talk about your own career and put it into perspective. Yeah. I think what I can say is Rob as as an as an opponent mm -hmm. and as somebody who I played against. I don't think there's many more players who our team respected other than Rob mm -hmm. in terms of our preparation to play Leeds. Rob throughout the course of like 15 years was a thorn in our, in our sides and, and beat us single-handedly in big games. Mm -hmm. Rob's trying the, was it the 2011 grand final? Yeah. Unbelievable try. 
like one of the best tries you will ever see in, mm. in the biggest stage possible. Um, Rob made his body do things that it shouldn't have done, firstly. And, and he did it repetitively. And he had a resilience that should be admired because many people faced with much more preferential circumstances in size and strength and all these characteristics mm. give up mm. and, and throw in the towel in a career. And I think Rob faced adversity consistently throughout his career and you achieved so much, Rob. Mm. But there was there was always adversity along the way. Yeah, One the for you, it was not a straight line for no, you. You know, it'd be easy now to reflect and go, wow, that was just all a, a trajectory to success. Mm. Like I've been in teams with Rob and it's been up and down and that's a life yeah. in sport, but Rob maintained the highest of standards and dignity and professionalism and an unbelievable reputation throughout the game, throughout it all, and had the resilience that should be respected in any walk of life. You well, know? You, you were, you know, all those five foot five people at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, sure yeah. that's right. Yeah. She must wear big heels. We'll have to get her back to back and <laughs> yeah. check that one out. But um, you, you were told no. I mean, you're the smallest player to ever play in Super yeah. League at five foot five. Mm. But you were told no, you're too small, weren't you? Yeah, um, numerous times. And you know what? At times in my life, as an academy coach, now I look at me and think, you know, I'm making it, mate. Yeah. You know, you, you see that, but um, I've never played sport normal size, you know? I've never played football, athletics. I've always been smaller. So I learned to come, you know? Um, I once referred to this with Jim Jones about going to a nightclub when I was younger. Mm. Obviously, small. I had to find a way of standing up on my heels and my shoes <laughs> a little bigger. So I've been trying to come all the time. So small running away from the big guys was just natural to me, you know. So. I played to my strength. I didn't worry about what Flash and John were doing. I played to what I felt I was going to. Well, Mark probably but, ran away from you, didn't he? Yeah, probably did, <laughs> like most people. But you probably don't realise how worried and scared other players were of you. Like mm. if, if I was playing against you, which I did probably numerous times, I'd look for your name on the team sheet because I feared tackling you over JP, Mm. or Stuart Field and, or any of the biggest forwards because as a big man in the middle when you were running around with the ball you were a fucking nightmare <laughs> and, and most players would rather tackle a big guy than be playing yeah, against yeah. him because of all the attributes that you had and the thing that made you different to others is you were game enough and tough enough to take the line on and to take on the big guys in the middle and that was, that's probably um, you know a reference to your attitude that you may not like coming through having having the size against you was the attitude that you'd, you'd, you'd use every tool that you had mm. and you use your speed and your athleticism to, to a great advantage and it was mm. it was tough to play against. Do, yeah. do you, uh, Rob, do you, when, uh, what I was going to ask you before Wilco said that, was this career that you've had, this unbelievable career, do you look back in it now with more emotion given what you've been through and what you're going through? Um, not really. Um, no, not really. Um, I don't believe, you know, it just happened, it's happened, you know, one of them starts, I don't think, you know, anything in my career would, would like, 
change. You know, had a career moved on, I went to coaching, and then this hit me. So, you know, life challenges in rugby and, you know, you know, getting married, that's just part of my life now. I've got to live with it so I don't reflect or blame anything. I just, like in the game, I learned to cope and get away and you find defied, a way. You defied the odds. Didn't well, you, from the um, beginning, in a weird way, and it sounds arrogant, but I feel like I want to do this with a disease. You know, if they say I'm living ten, only twenty, and that's <laughs> the attitude I've got. Mm. I didn't to be diagnosed this. I didn't think I'd be this positive. I must admit, when you're gonna die. How do you write? You know, there's no right or wrong way, but the way I've gone is determination to be here, so you know, that's not going to change. I suppose the alternative is, is what you're saying is, if they're saying you're going to live for 10 years, you're going to try and live for 20. I suppose the alternative to that is say, well, you know, I'll live for five, or you know yeah. what I mean? You've yeah. got it, a sports mentality is sort of consistently pushing mm. and the fact you're sort of disagreeing with the guy who did give you the yeah. diagnosis at first <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. like we're sportsmen we're disagreeable yeah. <laughs> yeah. what, what was yeah. it called Mr. Professor McDermott uh, yeah. he's the guy I saw the, he was brilliant I don't want to really yeah. mention the guy I don't want to yeah, it wasn't Barry McDermott I just thought he might have been Barry McDermott in a white coat and a he might have been yeah <laughs> so look you've, you've talked about that bravery and you don't you don't want to call it bravery I'm calling it bravery um, and there should be a stronger word than that because it's insane what, how you're dealing with it. Are, are there days where you just want to lock yourself in a dark cupboard and just take yourself away from the whole thing and 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 sort of work out what the hell's going on, why this has happened to you, and feel sorry for yourself? I must admit, the first ten days after finding out were tough, emotional, and but no, you know what? All I want is normality. So. I take kids to school, I go coaching. When I'm doing that, I'm distracted. So I must admit, I've not fought that, like you mentioned mm. there, for ages. Mm. So, you know, the more I'm learning to cope with it, the less I'll think about it, you know. Maybe when I get to the stage where, you know, might need to make uh, changes to me house or whatever then maybe it will but I not really thought about that but at the moment yeah. there's not a lot restricting you you can still drive you can still yeah. live like a normal man yeah. yeah do you find um, people patronise you do you find people talk to you differently because yeah. that's that's what really pissed me off yeah. <laughs> yeah. like you know I can't empathise with you yeah. but I imagine if my, yeah. my mental agility still and people were talking to me differently just because yeah. I was unable to maybe communicate how I want yeah. it. Is that, that, is that frustra one well, of the biggest frustrations? I don't want pay. I stood that long. Um, but when people have been so nice, it's yeah. hard to really be like, fuck off. You know, and everybody basically coming up to me in Costco or shopping, shaking me hand. Yeah. Really nice, you know. Yeah, so yeah. There's a fine balance, isn't there, between giving you, you know, because obviously they want to come to you yeah. and offer their love, mm. even people who don't know you. Yeah. Uh, but then at the same time, you, you're getting that all along and it can become overpowering. But that could be a way to go with it, Rob. 
Maybe yeah. you could just be like flicking the V's at people. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, that's the opposite. Yeah. Rob, Rob's taking it really well. You know what yeah. I'm Lieutenant, <laughs> Lieutenant Dan in uh, Forrest yeah. Gump. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, it's so nice to be yeah. there. It's yeah. so great. So, you know, um, I'm just grateful for the help and support, really. Yeah, and look, you, you are, I mean, some people have to suffer alone with this. You've got three unbelievable children mm. and your wife as well, and, and they're going to be your absolute rock, aren't they? And, and your reason to go and fight with the yeah. doctors and say, fuck off, I'm living for another 54 yeah. years like Stephen you Hawking. Well, we need to go on, you know, if I know family or a club, and the man in the street, the postman who has no family, mm. probably died two years, but... Whenever you go and send him and will to go on, the mind's powerful. So you know I'm not gonna change anytime soon. Mm. Yeah, good luck with it, Rob. It's uh, yeah. it's it's a it's a mad thing to see somebody who you've, uh, this is talking from just yeah. to see um, sort of how quickly it took yeah. hold. For me, that was tough. Yeah. I yeah. spoke to my wife about it. I was watched one of your interviews, and and it's really selfish way to think, but I found it tough to watch. Mm. Just because of the, you know probably the fondness of well the rival we probably had a rivalry yeah. throughout our career. We haven't played we? To go to juniors <laughs> yeah, yeah. internationally, so our juniors more on personal. Yeah, so, yeah. So we went 16, know, 17, We went yeah. to Australia together, and then Rob beat me in every grand final for about twelve years yeah. running. Well. <laughs> <laughs> You tried to go to St. John, later on, would you? You know that. Yeah. <laughs> Joe's wrong. <laughs> I got did. it wrong. Is it too you late did. to say I got you it wrong? Got it. Well, have you not got any stories on him then? You shared, shared quite a few on everyone else. You got one, no, was, one was, we used to, I, I don't know if you were part of it. We did a can Mike Gregory was our academy coach. We did yeah. Kangaroo Court in Manly Pacific Hotel and you had to go down in the lift in the nude. I don't know if were you part of this. Run on the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Run, run on the beach. Get in the water. Roll up and down the beach, covered in sand, and come back into the hotel. <laughs> That's it's a five star. Thing ever, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not on me, mate. You look at me. I'm not like that, unfortunately. <laughs> no, no. Did you squeaky get stories clean. on him, though. You must have a few. No, on there's nothing on me. I'm <laughs> same, clean living. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, right. no comment. No comment. Um, you just got back from Miami. I mean, because you've yeah. been out there to to watch the Super Bowl. You're a massive mm. NFL fan. You're a Seahawks fan. Yeah. What a final that was, though, between Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers, and that was all down to Richard Graves, who works at Sky Sports, mm. Mike Keegan as well, the journalist. Uh, I mean, that that was yeah. one of your lifetime dreams, wasn't it, going out to watch the Super Bowl? Certainly, war. Um, you know. You can't compare it to anything. Whether you like NFL or not, the mm. old spectacle and show is off the charts. Mm -hmm. So Old Trafford or Wembley, nothing compared to that. You know, probably off-field as probably as good on-field. So the old Razzmatazz, the show, although the game was good as well, Perfect. Wife knows nothing about it. She annoyed me asking all goals, <laughs> but yeah, how can I enjoy it? I thought yeah. you said your wife knew nothing about it. Like you didn't tell, you just went and didn't tell her you were going. Oh, yeah, she knew no, nothing yeah. about the game. She knew nothing about the trip. Yeah. Rob was on a Rob's living trip. it up in well, Miami. He, <laughs> he went and get a newspaper and didn't come back before. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rob, without 
deliberately just going all serious towards the end of it. Um, what what you talk about your children, and I know that's the only time that you've really got upset with it. Mm. Um, you know, because of the reality for them, because you're a completely selfless man, and and you, you're worried about them growing up without their father or them not being able to see someone who was the most athletic <laughs> in his sport mm. doing what he could do at his best and, and that their sort of lasting memory will be you deteriorating yeah. and I guess that's that's the image that mm. you don't want them to have no is that that the um, end game yeah I think so yeah um but I'm nowhere near that mentally you know I'm really and I don't want to sound you know superhuman here but I don't want that time to come so whatever I'm determined you know like if your mind's not right going into a game you'll play crap yeah if your mind's right you can achieve anything so I'm really mentally strong uh, at the moment um might be because I feel so well when it deteriorate maybe you know that might change but I've not really looked at that. I'm living day by day, and whenever I feel good, I won't look to find the future. Mm. I want to be a same graduate or whatever. Yeah. Jackson loses Virginia or something, <laughs> you know? Uh, so, uh, you know, I've loads of room to go on, so I'm not really looked at but that, end of life stuff. That's intriguing because you, you talk about the mindset that you have to be in. And um, I know a lot of people with, with conditions similar to yours, they use meditation mm. as a tool because the, the mind is a, is a crazy yeah. muscle that actually you, you can convince yourself of anything. Yeah. And I know that sounds really cliched in mm. Hollywood and whatever, but you can, if, if, you, if you, you tell yourself, oh, I'm only got, I've only got two years here, you, you're more likely to have two years mm. than, than 54 years. And, right. and you, can, you can prolong it just as much in your mind as any medication. Well, people, again, offer me, spiritual healing why not try you know giving what, that a go worst thing, i've been to a church once um i'm made to go again i'm not religious but what's worse can happen you know uh, people on about this meditation yeah why not give it a try you know what's worse can happen nothing so uh, people offered loads of um different things to try email try this eat this do this and you know i'll try them all nothing to lose mm. have you i know that the, uh, going to miami was, was something you wanted to do and to watch that that super bowl um have you have you got a bucket list have you got things I mean, like we all have bucket list things we want to do but yours is obviously maybe come to the forefront of your mind more than others is there a no, list of things that um, you want to do it can be Not a simple really. or as this could be a shopping list for you, Rob. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of offers coming Change in. The box, <laughs> mate. You know what? Um rugby's taking me loads of places throughout the world, give me lots of good experiences. So I feel lucky enough that on the Zoom ball, I don't really feel I need to do anything else, you know. If I die tomorrow, I'd be happy. You know, I've seen a lot, done a lot. So, um, no, I ain't got a bucket list. Um, I just want to be around for a while, you know, and that's all I see rather than 
you know, go this place, do this, see that. I don't really have that. Sometimes the mundane things are the best things about yeah. that. Mm. Sam was saying a couple of weeks ago how, you know, his dad, obviously, um, MND took him far too young and they used to sit in his conservatory at home that, it, that he built for the family mm. and just listen to the raindrops on, on, on the conservatory scene. Yeah. And I think probably when you've got a family and some close friends, it's it's the mundane stuff like going for a walk yeah. or a Sunday dinner. Right. And, and that's probably probably more memorable and a better experience than the razzmatazz of mm. all sorts of sports. Well, if you can tag on a trip to Hawaii with the yeah, family. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? Like let's not trip You're right, normally what's cool with kids that's fine for me you know mm-hmm. I'm not happy about doing anything spectacular the normal things are the ones I want mm. normality is the big key word in this mm. have, you, have you ever been a, an emotional person I can't imagine you not really I know no, you said you never um, broken down with this but I can't imagine you sort of just well, coming well, off the level you were yeah you know when I was crying we're off the, I think, going emotional. I yeah, was fine. You know, I'll do this, I'm over it. Yeah. A week on, I've known the cranes, but it just hit you. Mm. But that's not there now, you know. I'm not at the point where I feel sorry for myself. Mm. I moved on from that, and that kind of honeymoon stage is over. Mm. I'm getting on with my life, and, you know, no tear policy in the house so you know Lindsay and not get upset kids aren't allowed oh really there's a well, no tear policy is that a stri- <laughs> strict <laughs> no tear <laughs> policy is that an energy is that for everything kids aren't allowed to cry watching Bambi it. stop it want those yeah. rice krispies get out out life can be wonderful and beautiful but it can be a motherfucker as well Rob can't it mm. you, can't you never know what's wrong you know Kobe Bryant you know, what last week, week before, mm. all the money in the world, but when he times up, he times up. So live life every day like it shall last. Mm. Yeah, awesome. Rob, I really appreciate you coming in. And um, look, you're, you're fighting it like you, you, you took on your career, an absolute um, diamond geezer. And uh, anything we can do to raise any more awareness, because I know that's what it's all about now, isn't yeah. it? It's uh, getting that message out there. Um, like I say, life is is shit at times, isn't it? But you, mm. you're absolute credit to yourself. Full respect to you, Rob, you. and um, great to have you in uh, on the podcast. Right, man, man, yeah. from me. Thanks Cheers, so much, pleasure. man. Take care of yourself.